The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about how to DIY for your Disney wedding. One of the best ways to save money or get more bang for your buck with a Disney wedding is to DIY your floral, decor, and your accessories. And I have covered this in the How to Use Outside Vendors episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast, but I thought it would be nice, especially at this time when a lot of us are home and we have a lot of time on our hands to work on upcoming events, to talk about what you can DIY, things that you can do yourself as you are preparing for your wedding or your vow renewal. So my guest today is Lisa Hatch, who had her wedding ceremony at Seabreeze Point and her reception at the Grand Floridian. And Lisa did a ton of DIY for her ceremony and reception. And today she is going to offer all of her best tips for you if you are interested in also doing a lot of your own projects. So welcome, Lisa. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for being on the show today. Before we get started, can you give my listeners a little overview of how your wedding ran? We got married at the Seabreeze Point on the boardwalk, and then we had our cocktail reception in the Whitehall Room, followed by the dinner reception in the Grand Floridian. And because we chose Seabreeze Point on the boardwalk, uh, we kind of went with a whole vintage seaside boardwalk theme. Now, I'm curious how you decided to use the Grand Floridian instead of the ballrooms at Boardwalk Inn. Nothing at the Boardwalk was available. <laughs> oh, got it. Ah, okay. So we, that was our first choice, but there was a convention inn, and it, there was just nothing available. So that's why the cocktail reception and reception was moved over to the Grand Floridian. We had really wanted to keep everything on the Boardwalk. I see. Well, you were certainly able to incorporate that boardwalk seaside theme through all of your DIYs, so we are going to talk about that in a second. So for this episode, let's first cover the basics of doing DIY for a Disney wedding. There are certain items that you can DIY at any venue. It doesn't matter whether you're in a park, you're in a ballroom, you're outside, and those are your personal floral your stationery, and your accessories. Now, certain venues, these are the outdoor venues, the theme park venues, and the wedding pavilion, 
prohibit DIY of decor items. So these are the bigger things like centerpieces, altar arrangements, and aisle decor, but they allow you to do accessories and stationery like signs, sand ceremonies. We're gonna go through the whole list of what you can do where. And ballrooms are the most flexible. They allow the most DIY, and they also allow you to use outside vendors. And as I mentioned, I have a whole show on how to use outside vendors when you are in ballrooms. So if you have a copy of Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, on page 121, there is a list of exactly what you can DIY and where. So you just look up the type of location you're thinking about, your ceremony or your reception venue, and it will tell you what you can and can't do. And today, Lisa and I are going to go over every single one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> So first, let's talk about personal floral. This, you can DIY, you can use an outside vendor for it at any location. So what is personal floral? It's anything that you wear or carry. So we're talking about bouquets, boutonnieres, ring bearer pillows, baskets for the flower girl, corsages or presentation floral, any of those things you can provide yourself. You can order it off Etsy. You can hire a local Orlando florist to make it, and there's no prohibition on that. So that can be a good way to save money. Or if you're crafty and you want to do something unusual like a brooch bouquet, or you want to have you know feathers or clay flowers or any kind of unusual ideas, you can do anything you want for your personal floral. Lisa, did you DIY any of your personal floral? I did some of it. Um, what I had done is I ordered from Sam's Club, and then I personalized them a little bit, added some different ties and ribbons and things to make it a little bit more. The colors were basically what I was looking for, I just want, which were pinks and whites and ivories, also a little bit of yellow, and I added some of the coral color into it. Oh, that's interesting. So you assembled your own bouquets. How did you work that into the schedule leading up to the day? Well, the bouquets were done the day before. I actually did it two days before because all of our pre-wedding events were on Saturday. So all of the extra touches that I added to the, uh, the boutonnieres and the corsages and the bouquets, I did on Friday and then just kept them in the fridge. I see. And are you guys local? No. <laughs> You had to bring all of this with you? We did, but I actually brought everything. I had canopies for, you know, for my booths, my tables, because they were set up to look like canopies on a boardwalk. So we brought that. We have our own photo booth. We have everything to do candy buffets. So my now husband was so nice and so kind. We just loaded up the trailer that I use when we decorate. And we drove down. Wow. <laughs> but I, I would highly not recommend anybody else do that just because I do this all the time and I don't get stressed. It might cause somebody to have a coronary if they're not used to. Right. But if we want to talk about the flowers, I had those delivered to where I was staying. And then if you want to add to your flowers, you can easily get anywhere, Joanne's, Michael's, Hobby Lobby, floral tape and ribbon, you know, and I just ordered extra coral flowers to add into everything. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, but I would highly, highly, highly not recommend anybody bring as much stuff as I brought. Again, <laughs> I mean, you do events, you know how stressful it can be. Right. So, and people that don't do it all the time don't realize, oh yeah, 
things go wrong all the time, always. I mean, it never, ever goes smoothly. So if they try to do too much, you know, they'll get overwhelmed. But pretty much the floral, I think anybody can, You if you watch a few videos, and I didn't completely disassemble everything. I just tucked things in, you know, and added ribbons and just kind of personalized it a little bit. And I can see how floral would be time sensitive because you have to get it right at the last second or else it's all going to die. Most of what we'll be talking about today is things that you could do as projects in the months or maybe even years leading up to your event. Right. And there's a lot of that. The floral can be done. Most of the time that stuff is actually done on like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday anyway, and then just kept in the fridge in water. Got it. Okay. So let's look at the ceremony elements that you can DIY at Disney. The list of things that you can do yourself includes any kind of stationery and accessories. So we're talking about programs, seating signage, the no cell phone sign if you want to have something like that, if you wanted to have a wagon for your flower girl or ring bearer, if you want any kind of memorial candle or display, you can do that yourself. Unity ceremonies, sand ceremonies, unity candles, you can bring those yourself. And religious items you can also bring. The things that you're not going to be able to bring, unless for some reason you're having your ceremony inside a ballroom, but most people have it at the wedding pavilion or they have it at an outdoor location. So Disney is not going to let you bring your own aisle runner, altar arrangements, aisle decor, like bows and ribbons and flowers on the pews or on the chairs. And you wouldn't be able to bring your own hoopah or an arch. But if you need one for religious reasons and Disney can't get one for you through their suppliers, they will make an exception and allow you to rent from an approved outside vendor. So for instance, I recently interviewed a couple who had a traditional Indian wedding, and they were able to work with an outside vendor for a very specific type of canopy that they wanted that Disney was not able to provide. But in general, if it's big enough for passing guests to see or that it requires setup, Disney's not going to let you provide that for your ceremony. So focus on the little things like stationery and accessories. And if you do have to use Disney for these things and you're trying to save money, I have a whole episode called How to Get the Floral and Decor You Want at a Price You Can Afford. And I speak to a professional florist about ways that you can work with Disney to get the price down on those things that you have to order through Disney. Lisa, did you bring a lot of your own stationary accessories and items for your ceremony at Seabreeze Point? Yes, I did. I did the reserved signs ahead of time. I mean, we pretty much knew how many people were going to be in the, the reserved family section. And I also did the programs and keeping it with the boardwalk theme. I used cardboard popcorn buckets and I printed up my program and glued it to the outside. So it had who all was in the wedding. It had the timeline. It had welcome to Mark and Lisa's wedding. And then on the front, instead of where it would normally say popcorn, it said petals. So then we put all of our, put the petals in that and that's what they used for our send off. Oh, that's awesome. And so you provided your own petals too? Yes. That's fantastic. Pretty much I just used from Hobby Lobby, the no cell phone you know, unplugged service and pick a seat, not a side. 
But as far as saving money, one of the things that we did was we used flowers that would go well for the ceremony and for the reception. So the flowers that we used on the chips, we had those moved to the dinner reception. And we just had them put on just tables around the room just to kind of, you know, brighten them up a little bit, something where I didn't have something already. And then we also used those for our farewell brunch the next day. It cost $50 to move it from one place to the next, but I got three events out of the set of flowers that we used at the ceremony. Wow, that's a great tip because, yeah, for a pretty nominal fee, Disney will move your floral arrangements from the ceremony to the reception and even to a dessert party or, like you said, for the farewell reception the next day. And so, again, if you are forced to use Disney for floral elements, it can be worth it to pay that fee to get double or even triple duty out of them. That's a great tip. Yeah. Where was your farewell reception? That was in the boardwalk in the attic. Oh, nice. My favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was the, so relaxing, you know, at the end of the weekend, because on Saturday we had a ladies, um, met ladies luncheon. So I had all my, my girlfriends and my family in. And so we had a Mad Hatter tea party for lunch. And then we had our rehearsal dinner. And then we had our welcome party at the UK Lockside. And then, of course, Sunday was the ceremony. By Monday, that was the, the end, and everybody was relaxed, and we just visit. Oh, that sounds great. So let's talk about the staged exit. So after the ceremony, you might want to have people throw a bunch of stuff at you. And so let's talk about what you can bring yourself and what you have to have from Disney. So bubbles. Bubbles are very popular. I suggest you get those Disney bubble wands or bubble guns because they make enough bubbles that they will show up in photos. And then as someone pointed out, you don't have a picture of a bunch of people pursing their lips and trying to blow into bubble wands. <laughs> so, so that's something good. <laughs> that's something good you can DIY. You can also bring your own ribbon wands. So as long as they're attached to a wand and they don't fall down and need to be cleaned up, ribbon wands are great. And then you can bring your own fresh or freeze-dried petals. And freeze-dried petals are cool because you can get them from places online like Flyboy Naturals, and they look just like fresh petals, but they are cheaper or you'll spend the same amount and you'll get twice as much and they have tons of different colors. So that's another cool way to DIY an aspect. You aren't able to bring your own petal cannons and Disney won't even rent you petal cannons anymore. So if you want petals, you're just gonna have to make sure you wait until everybody has their petals in hand and then start walking and you'll get the great photo with a million petals in it. Now, the things that you can't bring for yourself for a stage exit, silk petals. You have to bring real ones because they have to be biodegradable. So they don't want slippery silk petals being tossed all over the joint and then have to be cleaned up. You also can't bring rice, which we all know now is very bad for birds. You can't bring streamers or glitter or confetti, even biodegradable confetti. Anything that would need to be cleaned up like that, you can't bring yourself. And then you can't bring sparklers. You know, Disney fire, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty strict on all of that. Did you guys do a staged exit? Uh, we did. For the ceremony, we did the petals. And for the reception, we did the small bubbles for them to blow. But we also had a bubble machine kind of underneath where you could see the bubbles. And the, so the pictures turned out really nice. Oh, that's great. 
Okay, so let's talk about the pre-reception and reception elements that you can DIY. And we're gonna split this into two categories because they have very different requirements. First, we're gonna talk about indoor ballroom locations, and then we'll talk about all the other locations. So if you're in a park or you're outdoors, you have a totally different set of rules. So for an indoor ballroom location for your reception, the first thing to know is that Disney will actually set out a certain number of things for you for no charge. So things like escort cards or place cards, if you have a seating chart, they will set out one favor per guest and they will put out up to five additional items for free. Beyond that, they will charge you $50 an hour with a two hour minimum. Now this sounds kind of like a lot, but when you if you did have a ton of stuff, I think $100 might actually be fairly reasonable if you had a ton of stuff that you needed them to put out and then you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, sending somebody from your party ahead. But Lisa, you did something interesting. You actually hired a coordinator to help you with your DIY elements. Yes, because we did pretty much all of it ourselves. We brought in our own linens, napkins, chargers, centerpieces, florals. And for each of the tables that we had, uh, we also had elements for each table. I hired a coordinator. And I can tell you that Disney is much, much happier if they know for sure the bride is not going to be trying to set up all this stuff herself. Also, it's a good idea to hire somebody who is familiar with Disney, uh, you know, coordinator that's worked there before. Plus, then you don't have to worry about it. You can relax and enjoy your day. Exactly. Yeah, that's the big thing is you don't want to have to be frantically running around setting up your own wedding reception. Yeah, and, and Disney doesn't want you doing that either. Because <laughs> they want you to be a happy bride or groom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So let's talk about the things that you can bring on your own to DIY at an indoor ballroom location. You can bring your own cake topper. You can bring a card box, favors, a guest book, or some sort of guest book alternative. There are so many great ideas these days that it doesn't have to just be a book. Memorial items, if you want to have a table with photos of your loved ones. Table linens, you can bring these on your own or rent them. Rental chairs, usually people would rent these from a service. I haven't heard of too many people bringing their own chairs in vans down to Disney, but um, that is something that you're allowed to <laughs> have somebody else do for you. Battery-operated candles are okay. You can hire somebody for uplighting. You can hire someone for pipe and drape. Basically, a professional can install anything except something that attaches to the ceiling. But again, that's all in my episode about how to use outside vendors. So if we're just talking about DIY, some of the things you might want to make yourself, centerpieces and other table decor. So if you wanted to have scattered petals or loose crystals, things like that you can bring. And of course, paper items. So place cards, table names, menus, you are totally welcome to bring all of those. And you could do a DIY photo booth. So a lot of times people just bring an instant camera and a bunch of props and they set them up in a corner and it's a great way to have an inexpensive photo booth at your wedding. What they won't let you bring is cake, trim, ribbon, and floral. Although I have seen exceptions to this where if you send them the ribbon or whatever it is, ahead of time, they can get it to the bakery and put it on the cake. So I would talk to your coordinator about that. And then they say in their literature that you can't bring your own charger plates. And someone was told that you can't bring napkins for sanitary reasons. Lisa, you were able to bring chargers. Did you bring your own napkins? Yes, I did. And that was something that we actually did ahead of time. I had printed the menus and then I embossed them 
And so then we folded the napkins, had them all ready to go and tucked the menus in the napkins. So I had them folded exactly the way I wanted them. That's great. That's something that can definitely be done ahead of time. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, because you had so many great ideas for this boardwalk-themed reception, can you share some of the DIY projects you did for your reception? Well, for the tables, I had a cluster of centerpieces. So I had a big, tall silk centerpiece, which I did myself. And then I also had a fresh floral centerpiece, which was shorter. I bought a a very inexpensive vase at Hobby Lobby at 50% off. And then I wrapped it with, with a glittered boardwalk paper, and we put fresh flowers in there. I started a year ago, and I started looking for different rides. And so I found miniature rides. Once I had enough for all the tables, um, that's how I decided on the place cards. The place cards were tickets to rides. So somebody might be sitting at the carousel table. They had a ticket for a carousel ride. We also did place cards because we had a plated menu. The place card told the server what each person was having. Each ticket was glued onto a glittered piece of scrap of paper. I cut them and scored them. And then so a, an aqua color glitter was the beef. Yellow glitter was chicken. Uh, the coral color was salmon. And then the kids had just their own colors. That's a great idea. So, and that was all done ahead of time. I didn't know exactly how many of each was everybody was going to order. So I, I kind of guesstimated and had a few extra. And then once I knew who was having what, I took their place card. And again, I kind of was figuring who was going to be sitting where. You pretty much know the groups that are going to be sitting together. So those, you know, I was able to have them made up ahead of time and then just mm-hmm. glue them together. We did the menus. For each table, we tucked those into a napkin. Um, I had them printed, and then I embossed them. And that's something that can easily be a do-it-yourself. Hobby Lobby is my favorite place to go. I I got stamps there and the embossing powder, and then I just and you would be amazed at how pretty and unique it makes everything that you do. So those were embossed. And did you do your own table linens or anything for the chairs? For the chairs, I I actually bought runners. They were coral and white runners, and I cut them in half and stitched them on each end so they were stitched on both sides. I rented shivari chairs, and I can tell you it's much less expensive to rent from an outside vendor because even if you rent from Disney, they're also going to charge you a delivery fee. Even though it's on their property, they have to get it from a warehouse. So not only are you paying more, I can't remember how much it was. It was either two or three times what, you know, an outside vendor was charging. You're also paying the delivery fee on top of that. But what I did is I ordered runners. I cut them in half and then stitched them, you know, at the bottom. And then I took starfish and I glittered them and added the pin backs that you would get if you, say, had it's flat on one side and then it's got the little cup that fits over it. We use those just to pin them onto the chair covers to keep them in place. Got it. Okay. So all that was done way ahead of time, too. Wow. And did you do tablecloths? 
Yeah, I had found, again, I started way in advance and I already had in mind what I was looking for. I would check sites constantly and the exact linen that I was looking for, it was the aqua color and it's called a wave pattern. You've probably seen a lot of rosette, which are the, you know, the, the raised roses all over. This one is just a wave pattern in the aqua color that I wanted and they were on clearance. And so I bought all of those that I needed. And then I also kept my eye out for coral colored napkins and I found sequin coral color napkins. Mm. And when those went on sale, I bought those. Wow. And then can you tell me more about the awnings or the tents that you mentioned? The theme was a boardwalk. So we had set up canopies. And again, I used table linens, the same matching table linens that I got the runners. I made canopies for the tables using tablecloths that the stripe pattern to keep everything in our colors. So we had a candy booth table. Uh, We had the DJ was the record shop. Ours was set up as the boardwalk hotel. The cake was the bakery. The bar was the soda shop. Uh, We had a photo booth set up. The autographs were sign-in table. So I had a a Disney scrapbook that I made up pages for everybody, and they took pictures and then signed their name. Our gift table was actually the post office, and it had a small little P.O. box, just a vintage-looking P.O. box. And I'd also printed up vintage postcards of seaside beaches, and people left us notes on the postcards and then dropped them into the mailbox. Uh, And then I made up a little sign that said it was something like express delivery, last pickup tonight at 11 p.m. for Mr. and Mrs. Hatch. And then we had a caricature artist, so he had his own booth. And the canopies were actually made from the table linens. We just cut the little scallops and added a loop to hang them over. Were they attached to the table or how did they? They're freestanding. So there's one set on one side of the table, one set on the other side of the table. And then you run the pole through the canopy. And then the other, the back end just hangs over the rod in the back. Okay. So I would love to know sort of a timeline of how you were able to get the reception room decorated. Because Disney doesn't let you into the room very far out before when your reception starts. And I know you had somebody helping you, but how did that all fit together? Well, what I did was I hired a coordinator who was familiar to Disney. I didn't really tell them necessarily that I did everything, but I did tell them that there was a coordinator handling the centerpieces, the linens, handling everything. I was a little vague on who actually did it, but I made it clear that I was not going to be there setting it up. I just said, this company is handling the decor. And then I hired uh, two other people who were familiar with setting up events. We were supposed to be able to get into the room at 1 p.m., but there was a mix-up. We couldn't actually get in there till 2 o'clock. So I had made up bins for each table. So one bin was the candy booth table. All the candy was actually in exactly where it was supposed to go. I had set up a picture of it to show what it would look like, so when they got in, they got to the candy booth table, they looked at the photo, they took everything out of that bin and set it up just like that. I did the same thing for the caricature because I had the little marquee lights, I had a little bit of decor for his 
people, but he mostly had his own. So each bin was labeled and I had set it up ahead of time while I was at home. So they had a photo of how it was supposed to be set up. I set up everything ahead of time so they could see, oh, okay, this is how it goes on the table. Everything went back in that bin and a photograph was in there. So they, when they went in and the perimeter tables were set up, they just went around and set everything up. When the banquet tables and chairs got there, then they, I had set up how the place card with the charger and the napkin, you know, all of that was supposed to go. So they just followed that around and set up the guest tables too. So how much time did they end up having? They had from two o'clock, let's see, two, three, four, five. They would have finished at five, even though I hired a vendor that works at Disney all the time. They were late getting the tables and chairs there. Disney only had uh, 72 inch rounds and I wanted 60 inch. They don't even have the 60 inch. So I ended up renting those also. Had the tables and chairs shown up on time, they would have been done probably by five o'clock. As it is, they work till six. And what time did the reception start? The cocktail reception started at six and the dinner reception started at seven. Got it. Okay. All right, so let's talk really quickly about what you can and can't do when you aren't in a ballroom, and then we will get some more tips from Lisa on guidelines for how to the best way to do this if you do decide to DIY. So if your pre-reception and your reception are any place besides a ballroom, so outside at the resorts or in a park, you will have to use Disney for all the decor with a few exceptions, but you can still do your own stationery and accessories. So again, if you have these things for them, they will put out the escort cards, the place cards, seating chart, one favor per guest, and up to five additional items for free. Beyond that, they will charge you that $50 per hour with a two-hour minimum. One thing that you might be able to do in a theme park or at an outdoor reception location is provide your own containers for floral arrangements that Disney is required to provide. So This is always a case-by-case basis, but I have interviewed couples who were able to work with Disney Floral because they were having an in-park event and get them specific containers. You know, one couple, they wanted very rustic-looking, like tree logs, and so they were able to deliver those to Disney beforehand and have their floral arrangements put in them. You'll just need to talk to your floral planner about this when you are planning your wedding to see if that's something that you can do. But the things that you can definitely provide yourself, even if you are in a park or at an outdoor location are the cake topper, a card box, any favors you want for your guests, the guest book or guest book alternative, paper items like the place cards, table names, your menus, any memorial items like photos of your loved ones. And then, as we mentioned before, if you wanted to do a DIY photo station where it's just the props and then an instant camera or a digital camera, you can do that yourself. You just wouldn't be able to bring in like an actual photo booth with an outside vendor or yourself. What they're not going to let you do at an outdoor location or an in-park location Again, they say chargers and napkins, so that you would have to go through Disney and cake trim. But as I mentioned, you might be able to send them something in advance for the cake that they could put on it. It just depends on how much time you have and if the bakery agrees to it. So candles, you can't provide real ones. You can't provide battery-operated ones. Those would have to come from Disney. And, of course, 
the bigger things like rental chairs, table linens, lighting, all of that has to be done by Disney. Before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about the guidelines for doing DIY. Again, on page 121 of Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, I have a list of what you can DIY and where. But Disney has their own guidelines when you're bringing containers of things for them to put out. They have their own guidelines of how those should be arranged. So first of all, the containers can't weigh more than 30 pounds each. They need to be labeled with the wedding name, the date, the contents, and the planner's name. You can deliver these containers to Franks no more than three days before the event. And if you have up to 100 guests, you can provide a maximum of three bins. And if you have more than 100 guests, you can bring up to four bins of things for Disney to put out. But you will be responsible for delivering additional bins or bins that are more than 30 pounds to the reception location, excluding, of course, in-park and outdoor venues. What really helps, and this is something Lisa mentioned, is to include an inventory and any setup instructions in each box. So one couple I interviewed, they, like Lisa, they took a photo of exactly how they wanted something set up. And then they made like a PowerPoint that incorporated the photo and listed all the things. And they put that in each bin. So anything you can do to help Disney know exactly what your vision is will help. And of course, if you have hired your own planner and you're using a ballroom, you can work with them so that they will know exactly how you want to have things set up. Lisa, do you have any other tips for that? If if people are thinking of doing DIY to make sure that it all comes out the way they want without them having to actually personally be there to set it up? I think the main thing is to set it up how you want it. Get a table as close to what either the banquet table or a round table Set it up yourself, play with it, get it exactly the way you want it, take a picture, and then just make sure each of those items is in the bin. That would be the main thing. That way it's going to turn out the way you want it. The other thing that I did is because I started so early and I had a very clear picture of what we wanted to do as far as the vintage, you know, the boardwalk theme, when I just found all the tables that were going to be around the room as each, you know, booth, the, the post office and all of that, I made a list of things that would work for a wedding, you know, like for the candy booth. Well, we needed, you know, the little boxes for them to put them in. And then I just, I'm a big list maker. So I made lists of everything. And then I noted everything that could be done ahead of time. So the, the boxes for the candy, I decorated all those. I just started way ahead of time, decorated a bunch. So they were ready to go. I always made a few extra. And then I gave those to the vendors that were there. I made lists of, for the gift card table, I knew I wanted postcards so they could leave us a note. That was something, again, that could be done ahead of time. I just made lists of things that could be done ahead of time that you didn't necessarily have to have an exact count. And then I saved the stuff that, you know, you kind of needed a little more information or a little closer count as it got closer. But I started a year out making stuff and storing it. And that way was all, it was easy to take care of. Wow. That's great advice. Yeah. Especially for someone who maybe their wedding was coming up and it got postponed or you've decided to push things back or you just got engaged, but you know, it's going to be two years before you saved up enough money. Doing DIY can be a great way to keep yourself busy and feel like you're working on your wedding before you're able to actually start working with Disney. Yeah, it, it really is. And I, you know, I got very excited putting, you know, putting things together and, and your vision starts to come alive. 
uh, you know, when I had, when I got the peel box and then I started making the postcards and, you know, all those little things for it, it was all coming together and it keeps you excited and you're still working towards something. That's great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for people who might be considering DIYing parts or all of their wedding? <laughs> Start early. Uh, don't wait till the last minute. Yeah, I, I think starting early, uh, people don't realize how quickly time passes the closer it gets. And then you start getting stressed. So definitely start making things early and then just packing it. And the way I did it was um, like for the the last table that we have was your package pickup, you know, like Disney has at the exit. They send everything you bought to the front. That was our favors table. And so what went in there was the caricature artist. I had him roll theirs up and put it in a tube. I made labels for him. And then the candy, I made labels for them. So those two things, plus if anything else they got, were put in a bag at the, at the exit. And it was, the table was called Package Pickup, and it had everybody's name on it. Those labels were made early. The bags, I started buying things as they were going on sale. Hobby Lobby, you have a 40% off coupon. So I just started buying early. And when things went on sale, that's when I would buy them. So I would recommend just start kind of have a plan your vision and then start buying things as they go on sale and constantly look for sales. That's great advice. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in doing DIY projects for their Disney wedding. And I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.